This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. How many times has Rick secretly been a robot? Welcome back to Nerdist News. I'm Dan Casey, and today we're going to break down the season finale of Rick and Morty. Named for National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, Rictional Mortpoon's Rickmas Mortcation is full of shocking reveals, Star Wars feels, and two hours of extra miracles on 34th Street. Two hours longer? They fixed my only problem with it! Now, we have a theory about the episode's biggest reveal of all, and it's one that could have major implications not only for the series at large, but season seven as well, if we're correct. We're going to break it all down for you in just a moment, but to do so, we have to spoil what happens in the Rick and Morty season six finale. So if you haven't seen the episode yet and you're worried about that sort of thing, well, leave now before it's too late. You can come out now. I'm serious. Did you like become your clothes? Are you t-shirt Rick now? Over here, butt fart. Whew, that was awesome! Right? Okay, let's get into it, shall we? The central question of the episode, what happens if you drop a lightsaber perfectly vertical, is one that's been long pondered by fandom. Back in the day, Robot Chicken played it out to its logical conclusion as well. A still 22% nicer Rick gives Morty a lightsaber for Christmas, so these two put it to the test in their garage. After Morty accidentally strikes Rick down like Obi-Wan in A New Hope, their game of Fruit Ninja goes awry. Morty drops his lightsaber perfectly vertical. And to try and stop this lightsaber before it falls down too far into the earth, Rick and Morty descend into the myriad sub-basement levels of the garage. Inside, we see Rick's armory of sci-fi weapons, a lab full of strange alien plants, and a room full of people suspended in pods full of a red liquid called Globaflin. First introduced in Season 4's The Old Man in the Seat, it's basically a prison that lets you live out a simulation of your heart's desire all of the Matrix, but less gooey. There's also an upscale sushi joint modeled after Sukiyabashi Jiro, one of the world's greatest sushi restaurants chronicled in the documentary Jiro Dreams of Sushi. This 10-seat sushi bar is hidden in a Tokyo subway station, much like this is tucked away in the bowels of Rick's basement lair. Okay, we overshot it. Good problem to have. Still doing the ear roll? Now, apparently, ever since Morty took the sword from the Knights of the Sun last episode, Rick's been down in his lab doing butt stuff, while his stand-in's been doing bot stuff. Are you a robot? Morty! That's right, Rick secretly replaced himself with a robot last episode so he could resume his obsessive quest to find Rick Prime, his arch nemesis responsible for killing his family. You said you weren't a robot! It killed me to lie to you, Morty, but it would have literally killed me not to lie to you. Although this season's been one of personal growth for Rick, perhaps best embodied by his empathy for Pissmaster and Analyze Piss, Rick's need for vengeance is maybe greater. We last saw Rick Prime in the season premiere, Solarix, where we learned that Rick C-137, our main Rick, kept the reality where Rick Prime murdered Beth and Diane in a time loop so he can relive that tragic day for all time. 
Right. I used to drink drink. In that episode as well, Rick also referred to Rick Prime as the real deal. He admitted that Rick Prime is the real Rickest Rick because he has zero attachment to anyone or anything, including his own Morty and his family. And Rick Prime is our Morty's real grandfather, but despite that, he couldn't care a lick for his own flesh and blood. And despite Rick C-137's unyielding drive for vengeance, he really does care about his family deep down, maybe even more so because he can't have biological grandkids of his own thanks to Rick Prime. And that's why in his own roundabout way, Rick made a robot to be nice to his family out of the goodness of his heart. Rick literally built me to make you happy, Morty. Anything I do is technically something Rick did. While the family reacts to this revelation somewhat extremely, it's understandable because Rick has a history of elaborate schemes to get out of his problems or get rid of distractions. Over the years, we've seen this run the gamut from turning himself into a pickle to avoid going to therapy to building an ever-increasing amount of decoy families to keep his enemies off his tail. All of which are schemes that usually wind up backfiring or get in the way of meaningful progress towards Rick actually changing for the better. Wait, that means I'm a decoy. Summer. Now, the episode's end makes yet another meta joke with a jab at the audience who've been asking for even more serialized storytelling, kind of like the stuff we got between the season 5 finale and the season 6 premiere. An unhinged, definitely drunk Rick shakes Morty, saying that the hunt for Rick's nemesis, Rick Prime, will take over Morty's life and encompass the entirety of season 7. Well, sort of. He mentions that some of it may play out in the background. It's the most painful shit I've ever had to deal with, and I'm f***ing bringing you into it because you asked for it, Morty. You and me, Morty. This begs the question, just how often does Rick send in a robot to do his dirty work, and how often has this been playing out in the background with the writers seeding clues the entire time? There have been repeated allusions to robots, robot replacements, and simulation theory throughout the series. It's a question we first explored back in 2017 in our analysis of Season 3's The Whirly-Durly Conspiracy. We wondered if Rick's myriad cybernetic enhancements and brain swaps meant that he could have already been a robot. In Season 4's The Old Man in the Seat, Rick walks into the middle of a robot war and convinces the automatons that he's one of them, simply by wearing a Tin Man-style cone on his head with a QR code on it. Perhaps this is just a joke about how it's easy to fool their rudimentary programming, or maybe Rickbot was there all along. Then again, in Season 6's Rick Amort Well Lived, we saw that Rick even resorts to using robot substitutes in VR. A robot, of course! It's all part of a larger pattern of using robots to protect himself while he's off doing something perceived to be more important. In Season 5 and 6 in particular, Rick has also demonstrated a large number of cybernetic enhancements to his body. I mean, the doy, I'm basically Inspector Gadget. Uh-oh! So, while Rick may not have deployed his 22% nicer counterpart until the events of a Rick and King Mortar's Mort, maybe he was actively piloting other Rickbots kind of like their meaty mech suits. All due respect, sir, I know flesh when I see it. Those flesh-covered robots should buy us some time. It's also in line with what Rick said back in Season 3's Rick Churian Morty Day. I could be a clone. I could be a hologram. We could be clones controlled by robots controlled with special headsets that the real Rick and Morty are wearing while they're f***ing your mother. After all, if Rick is smart enough to create the operation Phoenix Protocol to automatically transfer his and Morty's consciousness to clone bodies when they die, Rick could absolutely have Rickbots to do his dirty work without anyone being the wiser, VR headsets and mom blasting notwithstanding. Now, we know that robot Ricks do exist across the multiverse. If you remember way back in Season 1, there was a very obvious robot Rick and Morty in the Citadel in close Rick counters of the Rick kind. 
That season also teased a robot Morty replacement in the opening credits. And this is all to say that replacing loved ones, including himself with robots, is extremely in Rick's wheelhouse. So this revelation should feel more routine than it may seem to the family. Morty, this family's got enough clones and robots in it. While Rick's robot replacement plan is intended to give him the free time that he needs to hunt down Rick Prime across the multiverse, it could have a potential darker implication. Remember evil Morty? I mean, of course you do. He's been the big bad of the series up until this point. Well, if you do, then you likely also remember when evil Morty was sporting that eye patch, because underneath it was actually a cybernetic implant connected to his eye. It wasn't just a fashion statement. And that evil Morty was also puppeteering hearing a robotic version of Rick known as Evil Rick, much like Rick C-137 did with Rickbot. And look, Evil Morty clearly had plans of his own. He wanted to break free of the central finite loop, the multiversal wall between the universes where Rick is the smartest man in the universe and all of the others. We also know that a side effect of Evil Morty's plan was to destroy portal travel. But who would that benefit apart from Evil Morty, you might be wondering? The answer is Rick Prime, a man that knows he's being hunted by one of the Rickest Ricks out there. So what if Rick Prime had a contingency plan, one involving a robotic version of his grandson programmed to rebel against him, to try and break free, and to try and fight back against Rick Prime's arch nemesis under the auspices of free will? That's right, Evil Morty could be one of Rick Prime's Machiavellian machinations, and in this case, I mean machination quite literally. While Evil Morty did have his eye patch as a cybernetic enhancement, it's entirely possible he didn't realize that he's actually a full-blown robot. Much like the decoy families didn't realize they were decoy families, Evil Morty might have been programmed to believe that he was a real boy, unlike Rickbot. Because, according to Rickbot, If you're a robot, you're not allowed to say you are. That, that, that's the rule. That's the horrible, painful thing about being a robot. Anyway, folks, there you have it. That's our tinfoil hat-worthy theory about Rick, robots, Evil Morty, and Rick Prime, and how it all ties together in a series-long conspiracy. Honestly, we're gonna miss breaking down this show each week, but based on Rick's ravings at the end, it does sound like we might get some of those answers come season seven. Regardless, we'll have plenty of other delightfully unhinged deep dives for you in the meantime over on Nerdist. For now, though, tell us, what did you think about the finale? What do you think of our theory? <laughs> Oh, I see someone found my told you so dispenser. Let us know in the comments below. And for the latest and greatest in the world of pop culture, make sure you stay tuned to Nerdist.com.